I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Mysteries of the Unexplained, episode number 23. In this week's episode, we learn about the Far Darek crazy little fella that wears red coats, red hair, and is Annie actually far dark? You'll have to wait and find out. Annie, how's your week been? Well, well, I, I know, but go oh, on, tell the listeners. My chair just cracked there. I'll say that again, William. I tell, I'm saying this to you very literally. Your cock has been keeping me up all night, all week. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> literally. So, um, for all you yummy mommies out there who are going to write in and be like, "This is disgraceful talk," talking about Willie's. I'm actually talking about a rooster who will gift it to my sister. Um, what is it now? Maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah. No and refunds. I'm at my mom's. I'm at my mom's house, and he is the worst rooster. Like the most useless string of shit of a rooster. Like <laughs> I have ever like encountered in my years of being a farming girl. He just like starts at three o'clock in the morning and (laughs) he just never stops. He never stops. He is so thick that the rest of the hens have figured out how to get out underneath. Like we try to keep them locked in, but they've figured out how to try to get it. They've figured out how to get out under the thing. But thick old William doesn't know how to get out. So he runs up and down the inside (laughs) of the pen all day long looking for his chickens going. He is ridiculous. Like, he is so thick. Please, wow. please take him back. No refunds. I'm glad to hear that <laughs> he has awful. a new home. <laughs> and my mum has taken to open in the window. My mum has taken it to open the window and go, Shut up the fuck, William! Out <laughs> the window. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably drop it down to the market and be like, here you go. Uh, oh, the poor little rooster! Oh, he's just so ridiculous. Own. But I have, I have to say, he does let all his his girls eat before him. I went out to feed them yesterday, and he won't eat like until all the hens have eaten yeah. and stuff. But then he's probably starving. He's very chivalrous, <laughs> like, but he has no sense of time whatsoever. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of rooster. 
<laughs> How's your week been, Willie? Oh, fantastic, Annie. Fantastic. Been busy enough making away my stuff for the market, which has been fantastic. Um, And yeah, it's been kind of a busy week. Me, myself and Will have been doing a farmer's market uh, locally here, which is just so much fun, isn't it, Will? We've been having a great yeah, time doing it. Yeah, it actually is really good. It. And then um, the bees as well. It's looking after oh, them. Oh, your and, bees. Yeah. You're as but busy with the bees. Been... I heard... I heard you um I heard you move the bees a little bit closer to the house. Are they all freaking out? No, they're grand. They're not a bother. They wouldn't you wouldn't even know they're there. But any enough we about the not. birds and the bees. <laughs> okay, moving on swiftly. <laughs> I have a story for you today, Annie, that I think you're gonna love and I hope our listeners will as well. It is an Irish teen story. So take it away, Roisin, a.k.a. myself, because Roisin never existed. (laughs) This is called The Blue Baboon and the Leprechaun Dressed in Red. (laughs) I kind of felt the need to tell you that at the start, because you'd probably be like, what the fuck am I talking about, like, for 10 minutes. It's just easier just to get it out of the way. Sorry, I just heard a little bit of like distaste in your voice there. No, that was excitement. Oh, okay. oh it's just not coming down so. the phone to you in the correct. I yeah, thought, it's, thought, it's thought, actually thought. excitement. On Monday, the 20th of April, 1908, the following story appeared in the Irish Times. In Northwest Mead, especially Devlin District, an odd story was told on Friday. It runs that a strange creature has been observed for some days in the district of Killock which is between Kilucan and Devlin. Several persons, mostly children from the school, are reported to have seen it, and they describe it as a little creature resembling a man of dwarfish, dwarfish, dwarfish proportions, clad in a red jacket, and suiting the traditional description of a leprechaun. The most peculiar thing about the matter is that it is stated that as soon as one of the children called the attention of a comrade to the creature, the informant ceased to see it, whilst the informed could clearly observe it. The reported appearance has caused much conjecture and not a little excitement in the district. Many are inclined to regard this creature as a little monkey escaped from the care of some travelling organ grinder. And if it can be observed at close quarters, it may prove to be such. However, the more fanciful are inclined to invest it with a far more mysterious, uncanny character. According to a reader in Ballymahan, there was indeed a monkey on the loose in Westmead. I read your issue on the 20th, an account of a strange appearance which was seen last week by some children and others in South Westmead. The appearance was that of a small man in a red cloak. In fact, what common superstition pictures a leprechaun to be? Allow me, through the medium of your paper, to offer a probable solution to the mystery. A week or so ago, what is described in circus posters as a blue baboon escaped from a travelling circus, which was in Westmead at the time. A monkey, and especially a baboon, could easily be mistaken by inexperienced children for a man, even in broad daylight. I don't know about that now, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think that's a bit of a push. I know Irish children at the time probably weren't the best educated. And I think it's offensive to little people all over the world to say that they could be confused easily with a monkey. Oh my God. And also very insulting to leprechauns. 
Unfortunately, I have been unable to find any other references to an escaped blue baboon, but as plausible as this theory was, it didn't stop the leprechaun sightings. On Saturday the 16th of May, the Irish Times reported, The mystery grows around the leprechaun, which is stated to have been seen by several of the school children in Killock, County Westmead. Last week, the little creature is reported to have made several appearances in the district, and these are much discussed by the people. It is understood that a school teacher has closely questioned the children about the matter, and they adhere to their stories and declare they have seen the leprechaun and minutely describe its appearance and conduct. On one occasion, some of the children pursued it to a motard by a churchyard where it disappeared. Its clothing is described on most of its appearances as that which tradition gives it, but on one occasion lately it was seen sitting under a, le- under a hedge in place of the red and green clothes and grey stockings. It was clad altogether in white and played on a small harp, from which sweet music was called forth by the touch of its tiny fingers. The matter has naturally given food for much gossip, wonder and speculation in the district. What are your thoughts about this for starters, Annie? (laughs) Um, Like, maybe a monkey did escape from the zoo, but I don't think that has anything to do with, like, people seen a leprechaun like and, and uh, anyway how did the how if, if they were mistaken the monkey for a leprechaun how did it get like the clothes on him like how did it have the little suit little leprechaun suit and stuff like on him and like playing a harp i don't think the monkey from the zoo like would be doing that i believe that they saw a leprechaun i think i 100 percent think <laughs> that they saw a leprechaun yeah absolutely do you I think so too. Like, what kind of baboon is going around Westmead in 1908 for starters? They're not native to the country. Let's let's get it together, Mary. So, if there was a circus and it escaped, they'd probably track it down very quickly because the thing would be terrified and be freezing cold and probably just run back to its cage. Also, I don't think they give baboons harps in the circus. I've never seen one play looking a harp like in looking the like. Looking and like Enya on a really fucking music video up. from the nineties, dressed in white, so like with a little going, oh, like is that what the, was that the monkey's trick in the fucking circus? <laughs> Maybe who knows? We weren't around in nineteen oh eight. I'm so young, but um, <laughs> I don't know. But I did delve into this, Annie, and I kind of was like, by the description of the little childers that told us about the leprechaun, I came to the realization that this leprechaun was actually a subspecies of leprechaun called the Far Darig, which means red man. Oh. Okay, now Missy, the Far Darig is Irish for red man which does suggest that the Fardarig does indeed dress in red. They are known to wear red hats as well, though it is disputed that it is, rather, that it is either a tri-point or a Santi-like hat. So it's either pointed up like a gnome <laughs> or it's flopping down like Santi. They're, they're also best known for, their, for wearing long red capes. A Fardarig is a leprechaun-like creature, some say they are related somehow. 
They are also short like leprechauns and have pointy ears and noses. They have wild red or grey hair and long red or grey beards as well. Their skin is quite ugly for it is covered in dirt. Fardargs are fearsome in nature. They are said to carry around large burlap sacks large enough to put a person inside. On dark nights... (laughs) Sorry, this isn't funny. The children were nearly taken, Annie. This isn't funny at all. On dark nights, they kidnap people and put them inside their sack. When the people are finally let out, they are locked in a dark room where the fardarg makes fearsome growls, cackles, animal sounds and other inhuman noises. When the fardarg has finally had enough fun, he finally lets the poor soul go. Now. <laughs> that is absolutely terrifying. It is and, quite um, terrifying. Not the leprechaun that you find on the front of the Lucky Charms box. And I'm just laughing because like he's meant to be the size of a leprechaun, which is like up to your knee kind of thing. And he has like a potato sack that you'd fit like a full grown human in. Imagine him catching you down the lane there, down from your house when you go down for the walk with Ted. He wouldn't take Ted because Ted's too annoying. He'd actually send him home. But he'd put, you, he'd put the size of you in, in the sack and be like, I'm off now to torture you, you prick you. Well, I just want to use this platform or podcast to come out and say that I'm actually have been I actually have been terror terrorized by a far darig since I met you. Um, and I know you're naturally a redhead. You're always wearing red clothes. Your face is covered in dirt most of the time. I, I, I uh, do rock a red cape. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I have a little sidekick monkey that goes around the place terrorizing people. Yeah, and I've seen you with your nice and easy, like, oh no, I'm naturally brown. Oh yeah, I've seen you with the na- nice and easy fucking brunettes have most fun packaging. Um, I, and I know you're a roaring redhead. I know. It. I know it's with that little Santy hat. You love Christmas. I know it. So can you please let me go, please? Please. I love Christmas because um I can wear my hat and I can just fit in with everybody else because they have a Santy hat on as well and I'm just like hey, hey I'm actually far dark they are absolutely terrifying little fuckers I think did I talk about remember mm. when we did a le- I did a leprechaun special back um it'll be in the Patreon on the uh, what the fuck is in this book episodes but we did a leprechaun special at one stage and um they're really not nice little fuckers to come across like they're really evil yeah they are. They are very uh, little evil. And I have one last little story of the Far Darig in Donegal, which is an old story. If you'd like to listen to it, would you? Absolutely. I love a bit of Donegal. Can you do the Donegal accent? Well, that's why I picked it. Hopefully I'll be able to do it justice. <laughs> oh, here we go, Northumberland. Off you go, Will. Take it away. The Far Darig in Donegal. <laughs> I'm only no. <laughs> the Far Darig in Donegal. Pat Driver the Tinker was a man well accustomed to a wandering life and to strange shelters. He had shared the beggar's blanket in smoky cabins. He had crouched beside the still in many a nook and comer where putching was made. On the wild in his own mountains, he had even slept on a bare heather or on a ditch with no roof over him but the vault of heaven Yet were all the nights of adventure tame and commonplace when compared to one special night. During the day preceding the night, he had mended all the kettles and saucepans in Movoil and Greencastle, 
and was on his way to Kuldaf, when night overtook him on a lonely mountain road. He knocked at one door after another, asking for a night's lodging, when he jingled the halfpence in his pocket, but was everywhere refused. Where was the boasted hospitality of Inishowen, for which he had never before known to fail? It was of no use to be able to pay when people seemed so churlish, thus thinking he made his way towards a light a little farther on and knocked at another cabin door. An old man and woman were seated, one at each side of the fire. Will you please give me a night's lodging, sir? asked Pat respectively. Can you tell a story, returned the old man. No, then, sir, I cannot say I am good at storytelling, replied the puzzled tinker. Then you man just gang further, for none but them that can tell a story will get in here. This reply made in so decided a tone that Pat did not attempt to repeat his appeal, but turned away reluctantly to resume his weary journey. A story indeed, muttered he. Our wife's fables to please the winds. As he took up his bundle of tinkering implements, he observed a barn standing rather behind the dwelling house, and, aided by the rising moon, he made his way towards it. It was a clean, roomy barn, with a piled-up heap of straw in one corner. Here was a shelter, not to be despised. So, Pat crept underneath the straw, and soon was asleep. He could not have slept very long when he was awakened by the tramp of feet, and... Peeing cautiously through the crevice in the straw covering, he saw four immensely tall men enter the barn, dragging a body which they threw roughly upon the floor. <gasps> the next lighted a fire in the middle of the barn and fastened the corpse by the feet with a great rope to the beam of the roof. <gasps> One of them began to turn it slowly before the fire. Come on, he said, addressing a, g- a gigantic fellow the tallest of the four I'm tired you be taking your turn off fox natrot I'll not turn him replied the big man <laughs> there's Pat Driver under the straw why don't why wouldn't you be taking his turn with hideous <gasps> clamour the four men called the wretched Pat who seeing there was no escape thought it was the wisest plan to come forth from where he was hidden now Pat they say You'll turn the corpse, but if you let him burn, you'll be tied up there and roasted in its place. Pat's <gasps> hair stood up on end, and a cold perspiration poured from his forehead. There was nothing for it but to perform it, his dreadful task. Seeing him fairly embarked in it, the tall men went away. Soon, however, the flames rose so high as to singe the rope the corpse fell with a great thump upon the fire scattering the ashes and embers and extracting a howl of anguish from the miserable cook who rushed to the door and ran for his life. He ran until he was ready to drop with fatigue when, seeing a drain overgrown with tall, rank grass, he thought he would creep in there and hide hidden till the morning. But it was not many minutes in the drain before he heard the heavy tramping again and the four men came up out of the burden which they had laid down on the edge of the drain I'm tired, said one to the giant. It's your turn to carry him a piece now. Fox and a trot. I'll not carry him, he replied. But there's Pat Driver in the drain. Why wouldn't he come out and take his turn? 
Come out, Pat, come out, roared all the men, and Pat, almost dead but fright, crept, crept out. He staggered under the weight of the corpse until he reached Kiltown Abbey, a ruined fassoon with ivy, where the brown owl hooted all night long and had forgotten. Dead slept around the walls under dense, matted tangles of brambles and benweed. No one ever buried there now, but Pat's tall companions turned into the wild graveyard and began digging a grave, Pat seeing them thus engaged. Though he might once more try to escape and climbed up the hawthorn tree fence to be hidden in the bows. I'm tired, said the man who was digging the grave. Here, take the spade addressing the big man. It's your turn, Fox in a trot. It's not my turn, he replied, as before. There's Pat Driver in the tree. Why wouldn't he come down and take his turn? <laughs> Jesus, Pat can't get a break. Jesus, Pat is having a terrible outline. With that, a small little red-coloured man appeared right before Pat and said, Come with me. Pat took his hand and within an instant he was back on the mountain road again. What? Is that it? Yeah. What? What? I know, yeah. Oh my god, I was totally into that. I was here sitting here with my eyes closed being like, oh my god. But what, what, what I want to know more. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry now, Annie. We just have to move on to our next segment. Hold on to your knickers. What is happening? <laughs> now, Annie. Hello, hello, hello. Annie. It's that time for the of the week that we call Ask Annie Anything. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Annie Je- Jen Holbrow writes in, Prue, Phoebe, or Piper, which charmed which is your favorite and why? Jen, you can shove it up your arse because <laughs> this is a question for Will and not me. I hate those bitches. But I do like Rose McGowan, so I'll go, I just, she's cracked like, but I'll go with her. I hate the other two. I hate them. I hate the show. It's the worst show ever written. It's fucking shit. <laughs> Next question, please. If you could be any character from a soap, who would it be? Oh my God. Great. That's from Root. Great, 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 great. Great, 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 great. Thanks, Ruth. Oh, hey, girl. You're always chatting to us. Um, any character from soap, a soapy, soapy, soap, 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 soap. Do you remember Sunset Beach? No. Okay. No, I'm not going to go with that one then because there was just this beautiful woman on it, and I always her name was Meg. If anyone remembers, I just thought she was right. But should tell the people. Maybe the people listening know. So it's Meg. She's the most beautiful. I just thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world, and her name was Meg. I don't know what the I don't know what the um actress's name was, but I was like, oh my god, she's so gorgeous, and she had like perfect eyebrows. But um, if I was gonna pick a soap, um, um, um. Do you remember, um, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember Raquel from The Rover's Returns? <laughs> Raquel was, Raquel was in Coronation Street and she was, um, she, she used to work in The Rover's Returns and she was like, she was like the kind of sexy barmaid that used to wear a little bit of like a leopard print and she had the big hair back in the 80s and she had the boobs out and all and I always thought she was a real glam. Now looking back at it she looks as mutton dressed up as lamb and a bit of an old tart but like sure I was only seven and thought that that's the way, that's the way a woman should look. That's what, that's what I want to look like when I grow up. Basically like a drag queen. And my fashion has not really changed since. Uh, thank you very much for your question. <laughs> Ruth also asks, what are your favourite things about Will? And then she has in brackets, Will will, t- Annie will think that you've planted this one well. Laughing face emoji. So I'm listening. I still think that you planted that and you're trying to use reverse psychology on me. What's my favourite thing? I'm listening. Will? I'm listening. Oh, this is such a like, oh, you're my friend and I love you. You know that this is not the way this show works. We don't tell each other stuff. My favourite thing is, is that when I'm out with him, I look so much better in comparison that it makes me feel like a million dollars. He's kind of like the best down friend that you bring out on a night out, which is so that you just look extra gorgeous. So I really like that about him. Um, I really like as well that um, he says he'll ring you to do the podcast at like, you know, two o'clock and ten o'clock that night. He's like, hey, yeah. 
I really like oh, that. Oh, come here. That could be you as well. So wouldn't you get up on your high horse about that? I really like his concept of time. It's really good. I really like the fact that he finds it very hard to say sorry if he's in the wrong about stuff. Like, he's finds sorry? it very hard to sorry? say sorry. I was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and then sometimes, sometimes he's kind of funny. Like, sometimes, like, once every few weeks, you'll get a kind of, like, you'll be on the phone and you'll be like, ah, ha, ha, that was gross. So, you know, Moving and most would you rather mostly be I like by that 10? his parents pay me his parents pay me money to be his friend. Thank you. Next question. Mel Howley writes in, would you rather be attacked by ten duck sized elephants or one elephant sized duck? Oh my god. Ten duck sized elephants. Or one elephant sized I think the ten duck sized elephants because what like even regular ducks are just so fucking. S- like I love all animals, okay, but ducks are like stupid animal. Like they're really like stupid. Like, like I went to feed them here yesterday. I'm lo- I'm at home and I'm looking after the animals for a few days, and like they're just like. And you're like, okay, I'm giving you the food. And like, they go underneath your feet and they think that you're going to chase them the whole time. And they're just like, they're they're really clumsy. Um, they get caught in stuff the whole time and they will just rip off their leg trying to get out of a situation other than let you help them get out of the fence. And I just think if they were the size of an elephant, they, they, they would just, plus they just they just do squirty shit everywhere. And if you were anywhere near them, they were the size of an elephant, you'd, you'd just die. They'd, they'd walk on you. They'd probably step on you. They're very clumsy. So I think that I would I'd take on the little elephant-sized ducks. Lovely. Lovely. That's a lovely. Or the duck-sized elephant. I'd oh, wait, take oh, oh, wait, on no, the Oh, wait, no. Ones. Shut the fuck up. Oh, here comes the news. Oh, here comes the news. <laughs> oh, what's coming on? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Edward Starr describes being visited by ghosts after hospital ordeal. Edward Grimes was visited by dead relatives as he recovered from life-threatening surgery. Edward Grimes, one half of the Jedward duo, was supposedly visited by spirits of late family members while he recovered from life-threatening appendix removal. <laughs> life-threatening is in inverted commas. The Jedward star shared with his fans on Instagram that he had been rushed to hospital over the weekend and documented his discharge early Monday morning. He took to social media to tell his followers about his spooky experience, saying he believed he was welcomed back by dead relatives. He wrote, I'm back home and I've seen two white spirit auras radiating energy in my room. Almost a glow of energy radiating and pulsing effect, if if that makes sense. I feel this sense of calm and love surrounding me. Edward himself admitted he was sceptical of others claiming to see spirits until he himself encountered the paranormal. He added, You weren't alone. There are guardian angels or energies around us all. While there are no longer a Jed in the ward, he commended the health care he received while going under the knife. The Irish Health Department is truly rocking it, uh, rocking it as you can see. The whole situation was just another dramatic tale in the lives of Jedward Pear, and Edward is said to be said to document the whole experience in an autobiography one day. The end. 
Oh, Jedward. If you don't know who Jedward is, you need to go research, guys, okay? Do your homework, please. Unfortunately, they are the most famous twins to ever come out of Ireland. And it's like, sometimes it's like, it's just the most painful thing in the world. And sometimes I'm like, ah, God bless them. On this one, I'll be like, ah, God bless them. But holy Lord, I don't want to listen to them singing at the Eurovision one more time. God save us. (laughs) So, Annie, that brings us to the end. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for butting in, Anya. But I think it's it's up to me and you to rescue the Irish Eurovision uh, track record from where it is currently at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. And um, I think if anyone's going to save it, it will be me and you. So if anyone has um, any if anyone has any suggestions of what we should write our Eurovision entry about, um, please get on to us. You know that Will has a beautiful singing voice, and I have like a a manly tenor. So I could be on back and vocals. So if you have any idea, I was going to say, uh, Annie, we'll put you behind the curtain, and I'd be more on the stage. I think that's better. (laughs) I do think that that would be better. Even less bit of a miming, maybe. Although no, your voice isn't that strong. So just I'll sing it, and you can just come. Would be the best option, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, you want to make sure that they can actually see you on the stage. Like, so do you not think you'd need me like there to... Okay, um, we'll make you into a prop. We'll get a cardboard box and kind of <laughs> put glitter on it and you can stay inside I the man- box and I'll jump off the box. I imagine, no, I imagine you were there singing and I'm like a tree in the back. <laughs> I'm just there like with one arm up and one arm out. And I've like got loads of like brown and green glitter in me and I'm like, I'm a tree. Actually, you just sort of triggered me there because I just remember that once in a school play, I had to actually be a tree for the duration of the play. <laughs> An orange tree. An orange tree? Yeah, which consisted of me just putting my arms out wearing a green t-shirt with um orange bobbins put onto it and my face was painted green and I had a brown pants. They were like, who's the most stick-like child we have in the class? <laughs> I, wo- I won the part fair and square. <laughs> but in fairness, um, I did do a very good job of being an orange tree. And that concludes our so episode this week. <laughs> I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm gone. If you would like more and I can't see why you wouldn't after listening to this episode, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mysteries of the unexplained. And this week we have a brand new Patreon subscriber, Shauna Feeney. Thanks, Shauna. Um, so if you want to sign up, you can get loads of extra episodes from our last podcasts and more in content, 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 content. We're influencer bloggers, content. <laughs> um, we influence a very small minority. Yeah, very small Thanks minority. So and so you can find us on Instagram guys. as well at Mysteries of the Unexplained Pod, where you can follow our antics. Or you can join our group on Facebook, which is Mysteries of the Unexplained Group. And we have a right old cackle and put up funny stuff there. And there's a picture of Annie as a child, which is definitely worth the joining. <laughs> joining up. Did anyone alone. get? 
Did anyone get a picture of you with the orange tree? Because I, I won't know. be delighted. I'll try find it. I can't guarantee it, but I'll try and see if I can spot it somewhere for you guys. Um, hey, will will? I know you're dying to see it because I'm. I know you love me. You know. Will. Yeah. Aren't you glad you met me? Annie, 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 Annie. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Now, so <laughs> see you then. Talk to you <laughs> next week. Love yous. Join us next week for more mysteries. For more mysteries of the unexplained. Because they're kind of unexplained, but you will get to the bottom of it if you listen to the story. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.